Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. This is a place where we delve into everything face yoga, wellness, beauty, spirituality, business, feeling good on the inside and looking naturally glowing on the outside. And this week I have a wonderful guest. I have Sean Hill. Now she is a NLP practitioner, a master coach, and she's talking to us about manifesting. So if if you are wanting to manifest something or several things in your life, this is the podcast for you. She gives so many actionable tips that you're able to take away straight away and make a massive difference to reach the goals in your life. And before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to just remind you about my face yoga teacher training program. Now my face yoga teacher training program is available for anyone. So you don't have to have any previous experience, but it's perfect for you if you want to learn to teach face yoga to other people. So if you want to learn the key techniques to teach others effectively and safely, to understand more about the skin, more about the anatomy and physiology, how to teach classes, how to be successful in a face yoga business, then the Face Yoga Teacher Training Program is an amazing way to do that. Now you can start at any time, you can finish at any time. You can do all self-study from the comfort of your own home and then you can do your written assignment and your practical assignment with either me or one of our amazing, amazing super trainers. And being a face yoga teacher is such a good way of having more freedom in your life, more wellness in your life, more abundance in your life, manifesting your dream life and making a difference to other people. So it's such a beautiful way to help other people not only look good, but most importantly, feel good on the inside too. So just go to faceyogaexpert.com and you'll see all the information on the teacher training there. So let's Let's get into this week's episode with Sean Hill. Sean, a warm welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm really great, thank you. How are you? Really good, thank you. It's so lovely to have you here and to talk about all the amazing things you do. And right next to me also is your book. So anyone watching this on YouTube rather than listening to the podcast will be able to see me holding that up there. But congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a bit of a... (laughs) It was a big achievement. It was a long time in the making. I say a long time, about two years, but a lot of work, sweat and tears went into it. Yeah, it always does a book. It really like, you know, when people say my book baby, I completely understand that because it really is that whole process and so many emotions go with the writing process and then putting it out there to the world. You know, that's always the scary part, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the writing of the book in and of itself was a bit of a a personal development journey. And when that was done, it was the sharing it with the world. And that's when the vulnerability kicked in. You know, it's okay when it's just my world and it's me sat at home in my in my office writing away. But to share it with other people was a big step. Um, really big step and it's one that so many people we know don't take so I always think you should sort of congratulate yourself we never take time to congratulate ourselves really do we but certainly it's always a a big achievement and your book's called activate your and you have to tell me whether we say it as RAS or RAS how do you prefer to say it either or I was being a bit cheeky with it when I thought if those that read it as activate your ass (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I hadn't thought of that. 
<laughs> that's just my mind clearly <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna think about that every time <laughs> yeah uh, so the um a guy who's been in the industry that I'm in for many, many years, he wrote my forward for me and he said that you can use the book to get your ass into gear. So it's kind of a, a running theme now. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. And maybe you could give us a little overview about what RAS or RAS actually is. Yeah, absolutely. So your RAS, it stands for your reticular activating system. So it's a part of the brain that sits just at the top of your spinal column. And in that piece of the brain, there's a whole bundle of nerves. Now, our senses, so what we see, hear, feel and taste are wired into those nerves. Every second of the day, we're receiving millions of bits of information through our senses, way too much for us to consciously process. Our RAS acts a bit like a radar. So it scans through and filters through all that information. And when something's important to us, it activates and sends a signal to our conscious mind to bring it into our awareness. So you can think of it a bit like the gatekeeper between the conscious and the unconscious mind. It's like which bits are getting in and that we know about and which bits are just going to stay completely unconscious to us and out of our awareness. It's the whole... um, I'm sure you've experienced this, but when you decide that you want something, whether it's a car, a holiday, and you've never seen it before, and then suddenly it's everywhere. It was always there. It's just those bits had gone unconscious until they became important. And then your brain activated and said, you over here and over here. And gosh, (laughs) it's just appearing everywhere. That always happens, doesn't it? I mean, it always happens to me when I get a new car. And I remember it happened to me when I was both times I was pregnant, actually, as well. And I just thought, is there pregnant women everywhere? And it's funny because when you're not pregnant, you don't notice that at all. Yeah, absolutely. And it is that whole thing of did everything suddenly appear, which is fascinating. But then what I wanted to know is, right, what does it mean? Like, yeah, if I see this card that I want, is it a sign? What do I do with this information? And how can I train my brain to start to notice the things that are going to get me to where I want to go and achieve the goals that I have, rather than kind of it happening by accident and being aware of things that are sort of irrelevant. I I found a new peanut butter once that I liked and was like, there it was. (laughs) And I was like, this is great. And it's probably not going to get me very far in life. And that's really interesting. So what is your opinion on that? Do you think that we start to notice it because we have activated that RAS or are we activating the RAS in some other way or the RAS in some other way and then we're starting to notice it? How How is that process sort of happening? Yeah, so it filters things based on what you deem to be important and the things that you deem important are the things that you focus on. So when you give your attention to something, when you give your energy to something, then you begin to become aware of it. And a bit like beliefs, it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the more you notice it, the more you notice it. So it ends up being a cycle that feeds itself, which is really helpful if you're focusing on the things that are supporting you. Yet if all you're noticing are how things go wrong, all the reasons why you can't do something, why you can't be something or have something in your life, then you're going to notice more and more ways that to fulfill that so I think it kind of it's both yeah it's really interesting and how does that work then with manifesting so something which I know a lot of people are interested in and maybe the experience many people have had with manifesting is the you know old school books like the secret and that sort of 
think positive and you'll get good things sort of vibe. But how does activating that part of our brain help us with that manifesting process? Yeah, well, the the whole point of the book is to begin to train it because you the saying is that you get what you focus on whether you want it or not and the more you focus on something the more likely you are to bring it into your experience so by training your brain to notice the things that you want you'll notice more of those things i started in the same place as many do with the secret and was so excited to begin with because looking at my life, I could see, right, yeah, it makes sense that I've created this. It wasn't what I wanted, but when I looked at my thoughts and my beliefs and the way that I felt, it made sense as to why I was where I was. So I thought, right, now I can do this on purpose. Started noticing the cars and the holidays and all of those things that I wanted, yet didn't know what to do with that information. And very quickly came became frustrated because it wasn't turning into a physical reality. It was just like everything was in the ether in the universe somewhere. (laughs) So when you begin to understand how your brain works and why you notice the things that you do, you can then begin to change it as well, because 95% of what we do happens on autopilot. So even 95% of the things that we're noticing are just automatically kind of day by day taking place. And we do very little about it to change it when you begin to train your brain, you can start to shift that 95%. And then you start to notice it's not just the physical stuff. It's things like the opportunities, the ideas, which ultimately lead to the manifestation. When I think of the brain, I, I, I like to make things super duper simple. So I think of the, the your unconscious mind a bit like a submarine under the water. So it's there, you don't see it, yet it's responsible for about 95% of what you do. And between the age of naught and seven, it's programmed to think, feel, act, behave in a certain way. So it does it all on autopilot. And a lot of that can be super duper useful because you can, you know, you can tie your shoelaces, you can walk, you can do all these things without any conscious effort. Yet there are also those programs that are less helpful, like the habits, the negative thinking, the feeling bad. So between the age of naught and seven, it's kind of set sail and it carries on merrily on its destination. Our conscious mind is a bit like a rowing boat sat on top of the water. So this is the stuff that we're aware of, the view, and it's the stuff that we call reality. So we're merrily rowing along in our boat. And then we decide, you know what? I don't like this view. I want to go to a different destination. So we get out our metaphorical oars and we start to try and turn the boat around. So this may come in the form of changing, you know, trying to change habits, going to the gym, starting dating, starting a business. But what many people don't realise or don't take into account is that the submarine and the rowing boat are tied together and the submarine didn't get the memo. So it's still carrying on merrily on its way and you're sat in your rowing boat with your conscious effort trying to pull against it. This is what willpower is and it's why it feels like such hard work and very often doesn't last because you, you know it's about 95% against 5% you kind of you're winning a losing battle so when you begin to shift your focus and use your reticular activating system to work with you it's turning the submarine around and when you do that 
bit by bit, day by day, it takes you to a whole new destination and your conscious mind, the rowing boat kind of goes along for the ride. And this is when the physical manifestations start to happen. It doesn't, you know, it's not a case of, oh, I've decided I want a house and oof, there it is because the road, the submarine's got to do some turning. It's got to have some movement and momentum, yet it puts you on the right path to get there. Yeah, I love that. And such a good metaphor for it. So what would you say the actual, if you could break it down to like a three or five step sort of manifestation process with everything you've just said in mind as well, what would that be? Is there something you use yourself personally or something which you, you teach other people to do? Maybe you could share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing to do is to become aware of your unconscious processes, the patterns that you already have in place, those things that are in the submarine and determining the life that you already have. And that can be a bit of kind of peeling the layers back. So every day, maybe at the end of the day, make a note of what were the thoughts I have? How did I feel? So you can begin to become aware of what those beliefs may be. And then once you notice what they are, make changes step by step. Now you can work with a coach to make changes more quickly. Yet if you're doing this at home by yourself, accept that a journey from kind of north to south doesn't happen in one go. It is a journey. So rather than going from, right, I don't have anything that I want to, I've created these many millions and this business and this partner and this, whatever it might be, take it step by step and think, right, what is the the next thing that I could get on board with that's a step in the right direction, a thought, a belief, a feeling, and focus on just embodying that. Because when you make that your mission, your reticular activating system is going to say, right, here's all the ways that I'm going to show you this is true. And then move on to the next step and do the same and keep doing it bit by bit by bit. And a key point. So our unconscious mind doesn't process negatives. So if I told you, don't think of chocolate, you have to think of chocolate to not think of chocolate. Now, many people know what they don't want and they tell themselves what they're not going to do. Right, I'm going to stop eating chocolate. I'm not going to go out this weekend. I won't do this. I'm going to give up that. That's a great starting point. That's your awareness piece. Then flip it over to what is the opposite of that? What is it that you're going to do? Because that is what your reticular activating system is going to look for. If you say, I, I'm not going to eat chocolate, it's going to go, here's all the chocolate. <laughs> and you go, ah, I'm trying to give it up. Why is it everywhere? So flip it around and focus on what is it that you actually want versus what you don't want. And then a really kind of tangible step that people can take at home immediately is to focus on their environment. So look at everything from their physical environment, where they spend their time, who they spend their time with, what things they're taking in, because everything is a suggestion to the unconscious mind. And the best way to support yourself is to put yourself in an environment that supports your goals. So if you want to eat healthy, to use a really simple example, make sure that you have healthy food in the cupboard, that you know, if you're going to go for a run, you get your running gear out. And it sounds really simple, yet because it's simple, so many people overlook it thinking, oh, just give me the big stuff. <laughs> yeah. Give me the limiting belief remover. Or, But those things are the foundation to everything else that follows. And they set us up for a success. You know, our our thoughts, our feelings, and our physiology 
are all linked. And when one changes, the other changes. So even with your environment, that includes you physically. How can you adapt your physical environment to adjust your posture, to breathe differently? When you do all of that, you're going to think differently. You're going to feel differently. So it's working with what you have right now rather than waiting for things to happen and then getting started. Because if you do that, you're kind of going to be waiting forever. It's uh, a backwards loop. Yeah, they're great tips. And I particularly like the one where you're thinking what you don't want to do. So like the chocolate and flipping that on its head and saying, what do I do want? Okay, so maybe I want more energy. Maybe I want healthier skin. Maybe I want a a fitter, healthier body and actually focusing on that. I think that is such a key tip because as human beings, it's almost like, well, we are wired to focus so much more on the negative so actually just consciously flipping that is so so important and what would you advise for anyone that says okay Sean I get that I've been doing that manifestation process but things aren't happening and I feel a sense of frustration that things aren't manifesting in the time frame I hoped in the way that I hoped um what would be your answer to that this is where I found myself, hence the the journey that I took. <laughs> and the I suppose the key to that is when you're noticing that things aren't happening, you're focused on the lack. So that's an indication that there's some work to do. There's a gap internally to where you are now versus where you want to be. Now, I found myself in the very beginning meditating for, say, 30 minutes a day. And then thinking, right, I've visualized my car. I visualized all these good things. And then spending the other 11 hours, 30 minutes a day, wondering where it was and looking for it and not feeling great. So it was a balance of how much time am I spending actually focus on what I want and enjoying it even before it arrives versus questioning where it is. So a great, there's a whole it's called the quantum to Newtonian tipping point. So there's a point where thoughts become things. Every thought that you ever think exists as a possible reality. The thing that takes it from being possible to being probable is your observation of it. So it's focusing on it. Now, if you are able to tip the scale, so even 51% of the day, you're feeling good, you're focused on what you want versus that 49%, you are going to start to see things trickle in, maybe not all in one go, but you're going to start noticing evidence. So if you can begin to set an alarm every hour or every couple of hours, and in that hour, just pause for a minute and say, right, where's my thinking right now? How am I feeling? Tap into that energy of how would life be if I was experiencing this thing because it's all about the feeling. So let's experience that right now to begin to program your mind to feel it because it feels good rather than because of the lack of not having it. And then appreciating when you get those bits of evidence, indulging in them and loving on them rather than discounting them as, oh, they're not the full thing. Yes, I might've got this little snippet, but what I really want is that because that is evidence that, right, I'm on the right track and love where you are right now. If you see where you are right now as being wrong, bad, not where you want to be, you're resisting it. And what you resist persists. So seeing where you are right now as being perfect, as being just the platform to take you to the next step, allows you to kind of loosen the the reins on it. You let go of that tension and it frees up the energy to then 
move forward. So it is a practice. And I think that's where so many people give up because it does take time and you've got to do the inner work, which can be uncomfortable at times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is the way that that change happens. You know, change is an internal game and almost trying to bypass that and say, just give me the things. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. And I guess there was a time where either you didn't know any of this or you weren't using any of this. What was your sort of, I guess, your tipping point really, where you suddenly thought, okay, well, I'm going to change my life now. I'm going to use these strategies and I'm going to manifest the life that I want. Was there a particular moment or was it sort of over a longer period of time? Yeah, there was there was a point leading up to it. So when I first learned that it was possible to, your, your thoughts change your life. And I was, my question was, how do I change my thoughts? Which is a really good question to ask, because when you ask a question, your mind will look for the answers. So if you find yourself saying, why can't I do this? Why does this always happen to me? Reticular activating system goes, here it is. Here's, here's a reason. Here's some more evidence. So by asking, how can I change my thoughts? That led me to learning about NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy, hypnotherapy, coaching. So all these modalities that allow you to actually change your thinking. It was only in doing that, that I really started to uncover what was really going on. When I started to release emotions from the past, that gave me the aha moment and the tipping point as to right, the reason this hasn't been happening is because I have so much fear about, you know, if it actually does, what does that mean? And being scared of what people will think, being visible, being almost having an internal conflict of I don't want this life that I'm in, but it feels really comfortable and known versus here's what I really want to do. And it's an ongoing process. I think there has been, there's been multiple key moments where I've had the big shifts and then it continues to be a daily practice because as we grow as people, I think it's, you know, what's the saying, um, new level, new devil. Mm-hmm. So you think, yeah. you think you've reached the peak <laughs> only to realise, oh no, yeah. there's another one. <laughs> yeah. Layers of the onion, as I call it. It's like you work through one layer and then there's another layer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even the same problem or the perceived same problem can come back in different forms. And it's almost like you're peeling just another layer down. Cause I've had those experiences where you know, I, th- I thought I'd gotten rid of this. Why yeah. is this coming up again? And it's like, oh no, it's just another level of something that I'm able to release because of that onion peeling back and going a bit deeper. That's so true. Absolutely. And are there any sort of wellness routines or or rituals that you do on a daily basis, which help bring you into that, that positive manifesting mindset? Yeah, absolutely. My, my favorite thing to do is to start every morning with a meditation of some description that varies. It may well sometimes be some breath work, it may be sitting quietly, it may be a guided meditation. So I tend to go with whatever I feel is needed for me in the moment. Um, And then I like to move my body in some way, shape or form. It may be yoga, it may be jumping around, it may be going for a walk. To For me, it's, it kind of it grounds me for the day. And I'm always mindful of having a practice or a routine and creating beliefs about it as in thinking I have to do this in order to feel good because that then could create a negative situation you know if you're in the position where you don't have time to do that 
or you skip it, does that mean then that your day's going to be terrible? So I do it because it feels good. And that's the key is that it's always about what feels good right now. And then taking those regular times out, almost break having a bit of a pattern interrupt. If things aren't working well, rather than trying to force it and make it happen, I'm now down tools. I'm not getting anywhere. This isn't going to work anytime soon. So I may as well go for a walk. I may as well put on some music and dance, do something different to change my physiology, which is linked to the way that I feel, which is linked to my thoughts, and then come back like a whole new person. So it's, I think that consistency, which is key, whether it's self-care, whether it's achieving goals, the the daily practices rather than the big time event of going to a spa for the day and thinking that's going to be a fix-all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they're great routines. I, I really love those. And you're right, it is just always those little changes, those little adjustments, whether it be our wellness routine, whether it be within our work or business, whether it be within the manifesting process. It's so, so important. And I know that you work with a lot of people who are making changes or wanting to make changes in their life. What is, would you say, the the sort of biggest obstacle that they tend to come up against? Is there a pattern that you notice when it comes to meeting a goal and manifesting that people you work work with tend to find? Yeah, there's, there's a whole host of limiting beliefs. And when you look at all of them and what they're an example of, it's usually a belief of not being good enough, not being worthy, not being deserving of something. So there seems to be a common thread of that belief. And then when it comes to self-sabotage, this is a common one that I see, which less people are aware of and do it with good intention. So when people set a goal, whether it's big, small, whatever it might be, the tendency can be to have a plan B in place. So if this doesn't work out, well, then I can always fall back on plan B. But the unconscious mind its job is to take the path of least resistance. So we'll, it will always look for the easiest route. And plan B is always going to be the easier route. That's why it's plan B, because it's something we know we can do. So if it sees a plan B, it will go for that. And unconsciously, if you have a plan B, that in and of itself is an indication that there must be a limiting belief about your ability to achieve plan A, or there's a conflict going on, or there's something internal. So that self-sabotage cycle is something that less people are aware of yet when you become aware of it it can be a bit of an aha moment like I was doing this thinking it's a good thing not realizing that that's actually the very thing that I need to deal with that plan b is gold dust it's information about why is it that I feel that I need that what's really going on so again being conscious of those unconscious patterns that we do because maybe we think we should because we've read about it because it just it's what we've always done yet if what you've always done isn't working for you then it's about changing it and looking for something different so true in such wise words and if anyone listening is wanting to learn more about what you do so read your book or reach out to you about the courses and work you do how can they do that instagram's probably the best place to come and hang out with me. Uh, so it's I am Sean Hills, S-I-A-N Hill. I do have a podcast as well, which is the Vibrant Mind 
Vibrant Life podcast. Um, and then there's lots of on my website, you can get hold of lots of freebies that will help you to start to implement that change. And again, within the book, there's lots of activation points at the end of each chapter. So you learn the information. And then the key is how do you implement that in your life? Because in this day and age, there's almost information overload. And I've been guilty of this myself where I've read a book and thought that was lovely and then put it down and gone on to the next one. (laughs) I haven't done anything with it. And then almost going to overwhelm of now I've got all of this information. I must be a failure because I don't know what to do with it. But really, it's just fear. It's those limiting beliefs. So break that pattern and implement each step and see what comes up for you. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sean. You shared so much really helpful and um, I guess eye-opening information for us today. I feel like everything you said is really actionable as well. So my listeners and viewers are going to be able just to go forward and do everything you said straight away. And if anyone wants your book as well, Activate Your RAS, then it is available on your website. Where else can people get that? Yeah, on my website, you can head to Amazon as well. Right. Lovely. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.